0: Cross country. Pick up your cross and walk. Bear your cross. Cross the Jordan. Whatever the Jordan represents for you. Cross. So, the book. Writing the book. The thought of it was a bit daunting at first, but when Beverly began writing, she felt free. It was freedom. It began after she started a 21-day Daniel fast. Yep, the foodie started fasting. She didn't start with a 21-day fast, though. She had to work her way up. One day, she decided to join a three-day fast the church was having and realized later she was going about it all wrong. Man, I'm hungry. Mm, your food smells good. What you bring? Oh, no, nah, I gotta wait. I'm fasting. Yeah. Four o'clock. I know. I'm starving. Oh, y'all hurt my stomach. <laughs> my bad. Ooh, it's 350. Nope, no more calls. Let me go heat up this food. Oh no, this is the first time today that I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fasting. Not one prayer, not one scripture read. Well, maybe the scripture of the day on the Bible app. But Beth had no idea she wasn't supposed to tell anyone she was fasting. She found out later that according to Matthew six sixteen through 18, that whenever you fast... Don't be gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Dang, they could have led with that. It was certainly a process, and during a time in Beverly's journey, when she finally began to gain traction in her network marketing pursuits, her people skills fostered in corporate America thrived in that environment. It required a mentality and work ethic most people found overwhelming. In fact, in a conversation with an acquaintance one day, Bev brought up the fact that she was embarking on an opportunity that would allow her to make passive income and retire young. The girl broke down in tears. What happened? The woman asked Bev if it was network marketing she was speaking of and briefly described her experience with three short words. So much pressure. And it was. Survival of the fittest. The people that withstood the most rejection won. It was stressful. Many lessons learned, though. The biggest was becoming 100% reliant on God for strength to keep going. But the more she strengthened her relationship with God, fasted, and prayed, the more she noticed coming up above the surface. On day three of her first 21-day fast, she received crystal-clear confirmation that she was supposed to write the book about becoming a new Christian in college, the questions she had as a new believer that was deemed taboo, and what she learned within that 10-year time period since. By day 21, she had the book completed. As a new author and very uncomfortable calling herself one. Bev realized that there was much more God wanted her to do and that arena was stunting her growth. She had a decision to make. Leave when God says leave, regardless of the amount of success built and would be leaving behind, which meant letting people down who relied on her or stay and work for the enemy. From what she heard, the devil gave gifts as well but at least she wouldn't let anyone down. She ended up following her provider. Staying was not an option. If you told Beverly when she graduated from college that she would be a glorified taxi driver one day, using her own car to drive people around, she would not believe it. In fact, she laughed when the finance manager who finalized her new car purchase, asked her if she would be using the car for rideshare. <laughs> no? She didn't know three months later, Elon Musk would do another round of layoffs, leaving her without a job. It was a legitimate question though. The car was a few years old at the time and went on to explain that the make and model tended to have transmission issues after a certain amount of mileage mixed with the Las Vegas heat. You know, trying to sell Bev the warranty. She didn't believe she would have any issues with her car. And by the time she would get to that mileage, it would be a few years away and would have a new car by then. Running low on her severance, she began driving. She knew it would be temporary, but still found herself battling the thoughts of the enemy that she was a failure. She knew she wasn't, but was surprised how often she had to remind herself. The enemy was persistent. Talk about humility, though. At first, she turned her nose up at the idea, you know, having a whole college degree and all. Until she picked up a customer who had to be late 40s, early 50s max. He was told he didn't have much more time to live terminal cancer could die any day. Or the woman who finally received the kidney transplant she waited earnestly for, taking 100 pills a day, every day for the rest of her life. Gratitude. Grateful for good health, and a way to make ends meet until further notice, Beth began to see life from a different perspective. Within a few months, driving for Lyft in the entertainment capital of the world, sometimes at night, not often, but when she did, God was with her, and she was reminded of it often. She didn't have any issues, and God made it clear when it was time to stop. She was preparing to leave it behind but it was bittersweet. There was something about working and receiving money directly after that that was satisfying. Hungry? Drive for a bit? Cash out? Then get something to eat. Have a bill due that day? Drive for a few hours? And cash out? then pay the bill. Instant gratification. But when her dad walked by her car one day and saw that lift sticker in her windshield, let's just say he was concerned. Bev took that as the final confirmation that she needed to move on. When God says quit, it's not an option. She was later rehired a few months after her short ride share tenure. She stayed there until it was time to move to LA. By this time, she had a few ideas as to why God wanted her there. She just wasn't sure which endeavor to focus on first. She was working on her second book and recently felt led to start running for television. At first, she didn't take the thought seriously. Unlike the book, running for television was never anything she thought about pursuing. In fact. She never heard of a television writer until just a few years prior while watching Scandal. It became her favorite show for the first three seasons, at least. Then How to Get Away with Murder took its place. But she watched it every Thursday night, then again on Fridays, just like clockwork. Something about that show had her hooked and was delighted to find out one day that a Black woman was the reason why her Thursday nights were so entertaining. Shonda Rhimes. When Beth decided to finally obey and figure out where to even begin on her script writing journey, she felt confident in the fact that she at least had one book written and another on the way. Intrigued to learn more about bringing words to life on screen, she simply Googled television writing and the first thing that popped up was a master class on writing for television, taught by none other than her favorite television writer. Shonda rhymes. Only God. But Beth still wasn't convinced that Hollywood was the only reason why she would move to LA. She hadn't written a script yet or finished the master class, but because she felt led to look for office space, she figured she'd be able to work on a few different endeavors at once. She had a tech idea. She had been trying to get off the ground for years and also had been attending church online a little over a year, which just so happened to be in L.A. She figured she would serve at the church when she got settled and when the church reopened in person. So was it Hollywood, Silicon Beach, ministry, all three, just one? It was all up in the air. Either way, She couldn't wait to figure it out in order to find a place to live, especially since the clock was ticking and had to move in 30 days. Bev didn't really know anyone in L.A., but she remembered a conversation she had just a few months back with a faith-based branding expert that happened to live there. Bev shared her spiritual journey and how it was moving her out to L.A., how she would be transitioning from writing books to television soon. She instantly thought of someone Bev should connect with, gave Bev her contact info, and encouraged her to reach out. So Bev took the number, called, left a message, and left it at that. Although God told her to quit her job and move, she still figured she would transfer with her company, then potentially quit once she was settled and knew what was going on. She sincerely thought it was the best thing to do, The logical thing to do, especially in a pandemic. She didn't think it mattered exactly when she had to quit her job, just eventually, right? She did some research online and saw that the company she worked for had a job opening in Santa Monica. She also applied for a few jobs in the area just in case she couldn't transfer since she had not been in her position a whole 12 months yet. Oh, my God. A song referencing Santa Monica Boulevard by Shania Twain came to mind while she was in the shower. It caught her completely off guard as she hadn't heard that song since she was a child in Las Vegas. She instantly thought about her elementary school days. The only black girl in class. The only black family on her street that she knew of, living across the street from a Jewish mom and her three kids, who lived next door to a Ken doll lookalike Mormon boy that never came out to play. The song stayed on the radio, rotating among songs that were introduced to Bev by the oldest sister across the street, Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Singing words to songs without understanding the meaning the good old days. Neil Diamond impersonator a few houses down and an Asian family whose pool Bev nearly drowned in one afternoon during a sleepover lived up the street. The electric box Bev flew on top of, racing her bike down the hill one day. Nosy man that lived next door. The house where she learned to play piano And rollerblading was her favorite thing to do. Not a care in the world. But in that shower, she realized that moving would become a full circle moment. That song, so nostalgic, resurfacing after many years meant that God was planting seeds back when she was a kid. This motivated Beverly even more to take a trip soon, find a place, and just explore before taking the leap. The next day, she went to her supervisor. She wanted to give her ample notice. She specifically asked if she would qualify to transfer since she had only been in a role nine months and was told, of course. She answered pretty fast, but followed up by telling Bev to put in a request. She asked Bev why she was moving, and she told her, You know, I just feel led to move to LA. Um, My church is out there. I plan to get involved in the ministry, and I'm also a writer. So Los Angeles is where I feel God is leading me right now. But I would love the opportunity to be able to transfer with the company. I know the role that's available out there is a little different from this one, that it would be customer-facing. But um, to be honest, it would be a bit refreshing to get back to that sort of work environment, having had a similar experience as a manager at another company. Her supervisor wished her luck on her journey, thanked her for the heads-up, and seemed genuinely excited for Bev. I mean, what did Bev have to hide? Were they going to fire her because she wanted to move? No. And if they did, it just wasn't meant to be. She even told three of her co-workers that she was planning to transfer, taking a leap of faith by moving to L.A. Still in the back of her head, she felt that in the event she couldn't transfer, she should still try to work somewhere. But for some reason... She was confident that she'd be able to move with the company. She drove down to L.A. over the weekend and forgot the pandemic had the city unlocked. But one thing that was not closed was Santa Monica Boulevard. Of course, she had the song All I Want to Do on blast while driving down this particular street. What the heck was the significance of this street? She came across Beverly Boulevard, which wasn't a complete shock. There was Beverly everywhere. Beverly Hills, Beverly Wood, Beverly Grove, Beverly Center, Beverly Hilton, Beverly, 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 no big deal. But she kept driving down that same street and ran into Holloway Drive. Are you kidding me? (laughs) To see her full name off this particular street was further confirmation that she was hearing from God and it wasn't just her imagination running away from her. She's always down for a good adventure, but sometimes if she overthinks, she begins to second guess if she heard God correctly because some of his instructions don't always make sense or are always logical so she was thrilled to return back to Las Vegas and prepare for her move. Shortly after returning, though, her car started acting up. Yep, it was the transmission. Having worked for the transportation industry before, Beverly witnessed firsthand how customers dropped their cars off, needing thousands of dollars worth of repairs, owing nothing because they bought the warranty Though she didn't believe the car would ever give her trouble, she sure was glad she didn't have to come up with five grand. That warranty was clutch. She still needed to find a place to live, though. She was researching places by the beach, downtown lofts, and everything in between. She figured she would be able to pay a little over a 1000 a month if she was going to obtain office space as well. So that ended up eliminating a lot of her wants. But upon research, she found out about co-living. Apparently, it's popular in L.A. and in other major metropolitan areas. A roommate, God. All right. As long as I don't have to share a bathroom, please. I was really hoping for a view of the water. But I understand. By this time, she was not going to complain. God had prepared her for this. She had sold her home a few years prior and downsized her life in order to build a proper foundation that would eventually catapult her to God's original intent. There was no room for pride. As long as she was safe and in a clean environment, that's all that mattered. The place she ended up finding online had that and more. She liked the neighborhood and had many shops and restaurants within walking distance. She loved that about L.A. Outdoor living, the weather, exercising along the beach, the hiking trails in the mountains, the parks, especially the ones with the lakes, not to mention the food, and the countless amount of things to do in and out of the city, She did a live virtual tour of the property and then found herself on the website about to put in her security deposit. She began typing in her credit card, then her phone rang. It was her, the one Bev called and totally forgot about. A conversation found out the work she did in the industry, the ministry she had, And by the end of the conversation, found out that she had been trying to sublease her second bedroom. Right on time. She invited Beth to check it out to see if it was a good fit. vibe was dope. The place was dope. She even had her own bathroom. Floor to ceiling windows with natural light and a view of the water. It was a swimming pool, nonetheless. A nice view. Dang, I should have been more specific. The neighborhood was safe and quiet. Bev made her decision. With a little less than two weeks left, she had a place to live and things were falling into place. But she still hadn't received confirmation of her transfer. Three days before it was time for Beverly to move, HR finally reached out. Three days. They wanted her to interview for a specific position in LA and needed her to apply. Immediately after she applied, she received another email from HR stating, She had not been in her position long enough to transfer. The first thing she asked her supervisor just four weeks prior. She was reminded then that when God says quit, it's not an option. Thanks for supporting Cross. Like, comment, and subscribe.